615 presents Off the Record with Tom Lamore and Cami Fox. Off the Record 615. Off the Record. Yes, guys, welcome back to 615's Off the Record podcast. I'm Tom Lamore, aka Tom DeLips, and I'm joined by my co host, Cami Fox. Yes, people, how are we doing today? We've got a special guest. Matty Blythe, how are we doing? Yeah, good mate, good. Did I pronounce your name right there, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Matty Blythe, I've best nailed this one, I've best nailed this yeah, yeah. time. Warrington legend. Wow. Of course you are. No, mate. Yeah, no. but we will, uh, let's uh, let's hear a bit about you. I'll let you, you do, you can do the talking. Tell us a little bit about who you are. And Yeah, so, uh, you know, I was a professional rugby league player for about 11 years, 11 years, 11, 12 years. I uh, went through the Warrington Academy, played for Warrington for six, seven years, uh, and then went to Bradford Bulls for four, and then did my last year uh, at Warrington. And yeah. then from there, um, I went into the security industry as well from there. Yeah. So, um, bit of a roller coaster up and down career, injuries, etc., etc. Administrations from Bradford. Um, but I then ended up back in my hometown club, which, you know, I loved. Uh, and then did all my life. I was always interested in security, always. Yeah. And I fo- always thought that you had to be military to do this kind of work uh, to be like a close protection operative so but I, I found a company that you know online uh, Warrington were kind enough to give me some education and money whilst it was my last year yeah. and went from there did all my close protection license, licensing bug sweeping licensing surveillance and then did my medical licensing as well and then that was it literally retired um, knew a guy that was over there and he got me on the, a gig in Iraq for two years but yeah it was, it was, it was an interesting interesting talk really because I've always wanted to do it I wanted I yeah. wanted as soon as I retired I wanted some life experience I thought I've been in this massive bubble all my life where I've yeah. just been training in, going to Costa after training. Yeah. So how old were you when you started the rugby? Uh, so I was. Um, I started pretty late compared to other people. I started at like twelve, to like year seven. Right. And um, luckily, I was I was I was a natural athlete anyway. I was really really fit. And I got picked up with a, a scholarship from um, Beeman High School. Yeah. And then from there, really, really enjoyed it. Hate, no, I hated it at first. I don't know why I'm lying. But I actually hate it. <laughs> no, one wants, no one wants to get hurt for a living, mate, really. Yeah, I hate well, it. No, yeah, good point. I hate it. My first game, I don't. I think I knocked on about six times. I think I cried four. So I hate it. I had yeah. all the pads going. Hate, like, it was ridiculous. And my dad's yeah. like, nah, you need to stick, keep to it, keep to it. Yeah. And I did. And, you know, I worked hard to get to um, the first team. I used to train in the morning, uh, go to college, train at night for two, three years straight, and then luckily got the opportunity to to play to play uh, yeah. for my hometown club, which was you know my dream and my family's as well, which was good. Which yeah. was always, and no one can ever take that away from me. Which yeah, is um, even to play three seconds or a second for that for for my hometown club was a yeah. was a dream come true, definitely. And you managed a bit more than that. Yeah, I did. I did. Injuries aside, I, I had an all right career. It wasn't too bad, and I played with some absolutely amazing players, some amazing characters and with some amazing coaches as well yeah. at Warrington and at Bradford as well and other clubs as well that was where I was at Lee on loan as well um, so I've met some amazing amazing people yeah. by the way definitely yeah I mean, I've always wondered what it's like to be a professional sports person it's uh, yeah. it's something that I think everyone not everyone yeah. but a lot of lads dream of whether it's football yeah. rugby anything golf mm. whatever it's uh, yeah definitely and to make it though it's special yeah. that, to get to get paid to do yeah. anything that you love doing yeah it was 
I was lucky in some extent. I think you've got to have a bit of luck on your side, regardless of what you're doing. Uh, I think it's a massive part of uh, development. Is obviously you need to work hard, but there's always that element of luck. So when I first started, there was about six or seven injuries. Yeah. So and that never happens, like in a game or anything like that. And then I just took it with both hands, and from there, gradually got better and better with the, with the cal- caliber of players that we had at Warrington. Yeah. Was unbelievable, like literally world world class, and to to learn from them with the coaches we had was was amazing as well. So I didn't really take it, I, I didn't take it for granted at all because I knew, you know, if it was, I remember my first game was Salford, and I played like two seconds. I mean, I played like a minute or something like that. I think didn't touch the ball, didn't make a tackle, <laughs> <laughs> but I got paid. I was like, I got uh, appearance fee, first ever appearance, and that. And then yeah. my dad was still fuming. Oh, you should have played. You should have played longer. Should have played longer. But um, from there, I was like seventeen when I made my debut, uh, and then from there gradually got more games more games and then got better and better and better yeah and then you retired well, I'd say you. Well, I think we've discussed this before you retired mm. quite early didn't yeah. you really in yeah. terms of age to what your average retirement would be yeah definitely definitely like um, I think when I when I left Bradford my my mind was set to retire I wasn't enjoying myself anymore um, how old were you 20, 28 27 28 and I just wasn't enjoying it the politics from around the, the rugby league and I wasn't enjoying myself on the pitch and I've always like everybody who knows me everybody who's played with me um, or knows me as a person I always have a smile on my face I'm always like optimistic I'm always yeah. positive and I just didn't find that in rugby league anymore I needed something else I needed something to to get me back where I was when I was 17, 18, yeah. 19 and that was tough it was really really tough because I thought I'd literally it, you know I'd still be playing now at 30 two nearly this year yeah it's a big decision isn't it it's massive it was yeah. it was massive and it was massive for the family as well because they've always wanted me to play rugby and, and to have a, a really good career and they, they were optimistic when we were saying right okay well I'm going to quit rugby league and then go into the security industry and go to Iraq so imagine saying that to your mum and dad yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm going to Iraq for God knows how many well two years I lasted there and then yeah so it was a massive decision and I, I remember my last game I only played three minutes because I broke me like that game and I just thought that's oh, it I'm done like, literally that was me yeah I just yeah. I just didn't enjoy it mate it was and someone, everyone gets to that stage whether it's you, you could be early um, you could be in your 20s you could be in your 30s everyone gets to that stage and like right okay I need something else now yeah. and that was that was just you know I needed right that time for yeah, you, wasn't it, was, it? it was massive yeah. yeah so the Iraq thing yeah you know, I remember when we was probably chatting yeah uh, and met a bit of time before that happened I think yeah. we were still at Warrington when we first mm. met um, but you know the Iraq thing again. It's a it was a it was a massive change, and I remember saying to yeah. you, "It's like that's mega." That I mean, yeah. you knew what you seemed to know what you wanted to do. Yeah. You were like, "Right, no, I'm definitely I'm I'm calling it quits. Yeah. I can't deal with the injuries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to do this." And you went and did it. Yeah. And uh, and the Iraq thing. I mean, we've spoken. I've heard stories, but yeah. It, tell us a little bit more about about that experience. Yeah. So one of my um, friends was there, um, and I, I didn't. You know, I wanted to be in the industry. I was working for a different company at the time, and it. Uh, whilst I was still playing so I was still doing some operational stuff with this uh, with Vanquish for the company that I run now um, and it was good I loved it man. I loved the whole aspect of the operational planning um, you know being someone's um, plan B basically I loved it I love looking after people I love making sure they, they get home safe as well as I do um, and I think I took that from my rugby career like if you see me on the pitch or anything like that you know that I'd literally run my blood to water if anyone was tired or anything like that I would make sure that I would literally be there for them kind of thing yeah um, and that's how I took everything into into rugby into this into the security initiative is I wanted to make sure people were okay 
yeah. and it's it's a bit it can be a bit a bit daunting sometimes when obviously you need to make sure yourself is alright but that was the same thing we, everything that we put into place was uh, was to mitigate everything that we went through in Iraq and stuff like that yeah. or the missions that we went through making sure you know we, we got we got home safe and that yeah. was you know that was the the fundamental and that was the you know the things that we had to to, to overcome as well which was which was really really good so yeah so basically right, I remember going um, yeah so I signed the contract I had to do quite a lot of paperwork beforehand yeah um, which was still which even then was a bit scary doing the paperwork that I had to do mm. but I, I knew I wanted to do it I was there, there was nothing changing my mind at all there was nothing at all I just wanted some life life experience um, and to see firsthand what actually the war was about yeah. and why you know why we were actually there and why what was going on and it's a different world mate yeah. It's absolutely a different world. Like it was. I remember my first mission was on my birthday. Oh. <laughs> it was literally on my birthday. It was on my twenty eighth birthday. Uh, we went out to, uh, I think it was um, like an asphalt factory. Yeah. So basically, where we, what we what our task was, uh, we took out uh, bomb disposal experts out to places of interest, like infrastructures such as schools, hospitals. Uh, factories, basically where ISIS implemented their devices just to obviously mess up the industry, mess up the economy. Um, and I remember obviously going to my first mission. Um, obviously we were, we were carrying weapons, etc. And, and everyone was really, really nice because I was a civilian. Everyone else was ex-military. Yeah. Um, and I knew people were like, well, why is he here? Why is he doing yeah, this? Yeah. Why is he doing that? He doesn't know the industry. He doesn't know this, doesn't know that. And that was the case. That was definitely the case for the first day, 100%. I did, I did the best that I could do to make sure that, I, that my clients trusted me, that my clients knew if anything did actually happen, then they were going to be safe. So that first day, I didn't want to step anywhere. I literally didn't want to get out of my vehicle at all. Yeah. The things they were saying, that obviously the, the advices that they find, you know, everyone's running, not running about, but everyone's walking about, and, and I was just like, this is crazy. Yeah. But after that, mate, after, like, literally after that, I would literally work hard, on the training aspects of the, of the, like we did a lot of cross-decking and a lot of evacuation drills and a lot of weapons drills. So I would make sure that I was up to date with everything all the time. I had to be because it was the same when I was a, probably a rugby league player. Like I was never supposed to make it as a rugby league player. I was nowhere near good enough. I, was no, I wasn't as talented enough as probably half the players on my team. But I had to work harder more than I reckon, you know, 80% of people. Because yeah. there was a lot of players um, that were better than me. Um, and the same in, 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 that indi in this industry, I had to make sure that obviously my clients trusted me 100%. Yeah. And they did. By the end, of, I was there for two years. And obviously I got, I got some really, really good recommendations from people. Yeah. You know, they were sad to see me leave. Yeah, it's a great attitude to have that, though. I um, think so, the, yeah. way, the way you've just portrayed that is that, you know, you've always put in 110% into yeah. everything you do to make yeah. sure that, you know, even though you recognise weaknesses, that you mm. can improve that. Yeah, and I definitely. think you can take that attitude that you've got there across to yeah. any industry. Yeah. You know, that's where the o there's an overlap there to any industry that you're yeah. in. Yeah. I think it just proves that, obviously, like, being a rugby league player is not, like, a lot of them don't realise that it's a very, very short career. We yeah. don't make millions of pounds. We're not, you know, like Wayne Rooney's or anything yeah, like yeah. that. We do, when we retire, it's not we retire from anything. We don't go and play golf every day. <laughs> yeah. We have to work at another yeah. another part of life. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of people do struggle with that. Yeah. Um, but like you're saying, like, you put anything into, you know, what I'm doing or whatever, something will click. Something will, you know, fundamentally will start for you. Mm. And it, Still now, even coming back, I've got you know I'm working really really hard at the minute, trying to 
you know, to these training courses that I'm running as well now, which is all close protection. And, you know, it's still difficult, especially with this current climate as well. Yeah. It has been, yeah. I've come back at probably the, the, the wrong time. Yeah, yeah straight <laughs> into this. Year. Yeah. yeah, it should have stayed over there. But it is, it? it is what it is. <laughs> like, it's, you, know, you can't help it, can you? It's just how you deal with that. It is what it is, isn't it? I suppose yeah. with the whole COVID thing. I mean, obviously with you being, I, I can sit here and listen to you all day chatting about stories about your time over there mm. and, and your career and stuff. But, you know, just for a second, if we look, if we move over to our, like our industry, yeah. and so let's look at you looking in from the outside. Where do you see right now the hospitality and the entertainment industry going? From from maybe, you have done a little bit of work within that, yeah. that sector with yeah. your job. So where yeah. do you see, from your opinion, where do you see it going? Well, after, obviously, the COVID and stuff. Yeah, just I now think, moving yeah, forward, yeah. I think it's, it has been difficult. It has been very, very difficult for, like, yourselves and other, in, other establishments going forward. I don't know, the government the impl- implications and the procedures that they put in some of them make sense but some of them actually you know for me don't make that much sense yeah like we've opened gyms and we're still wearing masks in shops like I don't understand that I really don't understand that mm. but and then we're obviously opening bars ex- you know etc etc but I don't you know yeah it's, it's a difficult one because I know the establishment I know hospitality I know establishments need to need to get running um, but at what cost, I, I suppose. But I see it, obviously, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't want this second spike. I really don't want it. No, I don't think anyone you know, does. We've, no. seen, we've obviously seen that um, there's a few places that have been on like a little mini lockdown kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. So I'm hoping that we obviously we contain as much as possible and then we can obviously get get the industry, get this get this country back started again. Yeah. 100%. I think what we've done and what the government done has been good, but some of the stuff, I think they just... Nobody knows. Like, literally, no one knows what to do. That's what I feel. I feel like someone's gone right. It's got very confusing now, hasn't it? It has, yeah. I just don't understand. The gyms are open, so you can, you know, sweat and breathe all over everyone, but (laughs) you can't go to Tesco and, you know, without a mask. Yeah. Which I understand some of the mitigation that they're actually putting in place, but it's not really, for me, it's not really doing anything. No. Do you see recovery for venues in the entertainment industry and where do you see it going next year? Do you think everything will be back to normal? Yeah, I do. I do. You do, yeah. yeah. I think that the, the, the best thing the government have done is obviously the loans that they're giving to, to businesses. I think the economy is going to struggle a little bit, but at the same time, I think it will. I think we'll be back to normal, hopefully. I don't think it's going to be soon. I really, really don't. No. I, think it's the, I don't think it's over. That's it. I don't, I don't think it's over yet. At all, no. nowhere near. It's interesting to hear. Because I suppose we've got like flu season and that coming. Fit. Like, yeah, that's coming f- thick and fast. Isn't corner, it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we, you know, I'm not massive into the science with it or politics. I'm not really massive no, into no. that. No, I just wanted to see what your opinion was. Yeah. Really, it's interesting to know what. Other when I come see. back, we were I worked on the the isolation hubs down in in London. So yeah. we were working with symptomatic patients. So I'm not. I've not got COVID. It's fine. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> should have, should have <laughs> so probably tested like him before he came in. We're being coming like, yeah, all right, mate. Just do us a favour and open that door. Yeah, man. But we, we worked. So I worked for a company there that had some really high caliber of like operatives on there as well, which was really good. So our job was to look after the NHS uh, and the external and internal uh, location that we were at. So there was a couple down at London, obviously people coming in from Heathrow. Um, you know, people that um, there was a lot of asylum seekers as well that we had. 
Um, but you know, we it was a good job. It was a really, really good job because you're just seeing how hard the NHS worked, and it was it was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a really good eye eye opener as well with the with what was happening because I literally it was a week before lockdown, so I was yeah. finishing a course. Yeah. Um, got the call for this job. He's like, can you come tonight? Well, literally come you know, in two hours or something. It takes me three and a half to get there. So literally, I was there for about three months. So I've literally not been home really till since like February, March, really, to be honest with you. But yeah. it was amazing. It was amazing to actually see how hard people actually work and uh, to mitigate and to everything that government is trying to do. But obviously still getting a lot of people sunbathing on Brighton Beach, yes, I think it is. Yeah. So, yeah, that's always going to happen, I think. Yeah, of course it was. Like, as soon as pubs open, like, we're all guilty of it or whatever. As yeah. soon as anything opens, we're all there. Mm. You know, it's first world problems, which is yeah. which is something that being away in that has made me realise that, you know, you know, I don't need to have a Nando's. I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. Speak um, for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair... <laughs> to, <laughs> to be fair, mate, since that... Uh, obviously, I was driving past before. Oh, I'd love a Nando's. But, <laughs> but going 100%, like, the first world problems that we have is, you mm. know... We, we do um, we are very lucky no jokes aside I get where you're very, coming very from lucky. no I know yeah I know, you know what I, mean? I know and, it, and that, I think that's taken for granted a lot yeah you know and it shows certainly on I think it's yeah media. I think I'm not like I'm not preaching or anything like since like I was I've been away and stuff and seeing firsthand how happy people are but by us actually being there and taking the IEDs out with ISIS in, like put in the ground or whatever and the, the housing estates that I've been on honestly ridiculous there's no there's, there's no other building without a bullet hole in it you know what I mean there's no, and they're the kids there are happy getting a crate of water, mate. Mm. And it, it was all the buildings dilapid, dilapidated beyond repair, mate. Like literally, being I don't know how some of them are standing. So it does it does open your eyes, to that, and that's yeah. the life experience that I wanted. Yeah, was obviously to see the highest part of the security industry and just go straight into it. Why yeah. not? Um, to the you know hostile environments and it, as I was I only wanted to do two or three years just to get my experience up there I didn't want to be there for you know 10 plus years when if I wanted to come back yeah and yeah. establish myself in, this, in the UK yeah. as well because um, I love what I do I love I literally you know uh, whether it's you know it's looking after whether it's for surveillance or close protection or book sweeping which you've probably seen me do a little bit on, on Instagram and that yeah yeah uh, which our company teach as well. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. Going into people's houses or, or offices and saying, right, we need this, this and this. I don't feel safe. Yeah. And then to, to obviously leave a residence or to leave them happy with our services yeah. is massive. It's yeah. absolutely massive, mate. Mega. Uh, it's quite a good question, actually, that I come to everyone with in terms of being busy and dealing with stressful times and also, like, the mental health side of mm. every aspect of yeah. people's lives. Yeah. How do you deal with being stressed and, and really Really busy. I do go to the gym. Well, when I when I when I can, yeah. I suppose, or I'll yeah. go for a run mm. or something like that. But I think the the best thing for me that I've learned, even through my rugby career, was and the, being blokes as well. It's it's hard enough as it is. You know, if if you're not if you're feeling upset or something like that, mm. or just speak to someone. Man. There's a lot of groups on this on that, like Facebook, and I think there's um, Man Warrington, uh, Talk of Warrington, I think it is. Or we have a you know is um, one for rugby as, as, as well. Uh, State of mind. Yeah. You know, please that are and. And just just speaking about it, just saying what's on your mind, or just going for a beer, or going for a coffee with one of your mates, and yeah. saying, "Well, this is on my mate. Like, yeah. I'm struggling a little bit." Yeah. And I, I can guarantee that it's heightened a lot. I know it's heightened a lot, you know, because I know people that that do suffer with mental health, mm. and, uh, coming at even with PTSD, um, you know, things like that. And mm. you know, there's a lot of 
tragedy that's probably happened in the last few few months as well. Yeah. Um, which is which is crazy. But yeah, just speaking to someone like yeah. it's massive. You do like for me anyway, personally, like yeah. getting something off my mind. I make even if yeah, you know, go to anybody. I literally yeah, yeah, say yeah. that to anybody. No, I, I, there's there's I no agree. there's no shame in it at all. No, I agree hundred percent. Yeah, and but, that's a well, not a common answer, but that's one of the. Mm. Uh, it could be anything like music, you know. Yeah. It could be anything at all. Anything that takes your mind off anything, makes you feel relaxed. I think it's a, it's a good thing. I really talking's do. definitely the one I think. Yeah, for me personally, anyway. Yeah. I don't. Everyone's different. Everyone yeah. is completely different. And people say, "Oh, well, I can't do that. I can't do this. Can't do that." Well, find something. Find yeah. something that makes you release. Yeah, kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> it's you know true. I mean? Yeah, it's true. So uh, moving on to the next section of the pod. Yes. Yeah, so uh, moving on. Obviously, how did you guys meet? Uh, well, I wanted to play saxophone, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> but I did a little bit, did I? I, yeah, went, yeah. I went to because I met. I obviously, went to live sessions in in Stockton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was it was amazing. I loved it, and I still love it. Well, not now because we've not had one for a while. Yeah. But I used to go bring back time. live sessions. Yeah. <laughs> every time, every time I was at home, I would I'd be there. I'd literally be the first one there, last one out. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I loved you know the the, the, the hype and that it got. And I remember I got a bonus. It was a bonus from Bradford at the time. And instead of buying a PlayStation, I didn't buy a PlayStation. I thought, I'll go and buy my first saxophone. So I bought, I ended up going to that. And it was like, I think it was like six, seven hundred quid actually. So it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But it was expensive enough. That's what was yeah. it was. And then uh, obviously messaged you on Insta. Yeah. Um, come round, give me a few tips, this, that, and the other. Did a few, I did think I did the lessons for like a year. Yeah. But I, then I obviously went overseas and then it couldn't be in my own luggage, to be honest with you. So. No. <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you played it again? I could, I see it. Have you played it again? No, I've done little bits. You know, every, every now and then. Yeah, but I remember seeing some of your videos. Yeah, I did a bit, mate. I, did, I got a, I got a bit out there, but I remember. Oh, I can't remember. It was when you. I think you played um, Trouble by a Fire. Yeah, and I remember. I, I loved it. I loved the saxophone version of it, and I got to the point where I could actually listen to the to the notes. I could. I can't now. I'm, I'm about to say, but it took me about six hours just to like um, listen to the um, yeah, the chorus. Yeah, yeah. I didn't end up playing it. It took me six hours. Yeah, it was... but it wasn't probably the best. I was just like, right, okay, this isn't the best. But it took me about. Six no, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just something, something different again. Yeah, yeah. Some of that, you know. When you start playing that, like, yeah, it's, it was it's hard anyway. Yeah, you know. And I don't know yeah. many people that have been able to no. learn properly oh, from that. From anyone yeah, over, even late teens, really. Mm. I know it's possible, but yeah. normally, if you've played an instrument before, it's yeah. possible. But it was I enjoyed. It was just I just enjoyed. Yeah, it. I, I, I popped round. I brought a few bit books yeah, round for you and stuff, didn't I? Yeah. I went into uh, is it Dawson's. On, yeah, yeah. I went to there to do lessons as well. So yeah, went through the book and. Mm. And then he said, "Well, whatever music, whatever you know, you want to bring in." So yeah. I did a few songs. I think I did Seal as well, mate. I think I got yeah. Seal. <laughs> yeah, I did wow. make a Seal, mate. I've seen it on your Instagram somewhere. Yeah, I think anyone wants to see Matty playing it, don't do it. Don't do it. What's your Instagram again? No, okay, we'll no, plug no, it now. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, mate, I enjoyed it. I actually, enjoyed it. it was just a, a yeah, again something that you know it was a bit different to obviously playing PlayStation and this that. And yeah, the other. yeah. So it was. Uh, and obviously, I loved live sessions, mate. I still yeah. love live sessions. Yeah. It's mega. And Holly as well. Like Holly's yeah. a good mate of mine. Yeah. And to see her obviously go from you know doing nothing to DJ and to to what she's done so far, yeah, is unbelievable. And I think again, like we're saying, like if you put your mind to it, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter how old you are, whatever this that and the other. Do it. Why not? Yeah. No one's no one says you can't really. No. 
Yeah. Holly's a massive um, advocate for that, mate. 100%. Yeah, she is. She's, she's, ma- like she's awesome. That's what I mean. She does. Yeah. I bet she's just as busy as everybody. She's, yeah. she's ridiculous. Um, like with dancing and that as well. So she's. Yeah. Uh, I've known her since like, like independent. Is it independence? She's going to kill me. Oh, I don't One of the dancing ones, anyway. Right, right. Fusion. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Mentioned uh, that. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she'll kill me saying independence. <laughs> Holly, if you're listening, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm really <laughs> Obviously, like with you working with uh, obviously loads of rugby teams and stuff, mm. surely you've got some funny stories to tell us about your time. I could, I could be here all day, but I, I, yeah, there's a, there's probably a lot I can't say. <laughs> we've, got to stand, we've got to stand to them. <laughs> so serve, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the ban- like I didn't want to when I left rugby I didn't want to lose the banter mm. at all with lads or with in I don't think I could be in office I really don't I think I'd be sacked in a week at least <laughs> like Cammy yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'd be sacked seven times so far <laughs> <laughs> that office I, I always wanted that banter don't talk to Cammy about security we're not oh, bringing that up why, now why, we are so, right now yeah right now oh, you've got to hear this story so, go on. obviously when I was younger I was about Seven, no, 18, 19, I got me um, my security badge. Right. So I, wanted, I just wanted to try it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, one of my first jobs, it's quite an exciting one, yeah. I had to look after the Chinese Olympic team right, when okay. it came over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my job was to go on go on the coach with them, right. go to, obviously, the stadiums, right, yeah, yeah, get yeah. to watch them play, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. come back or stay over. Right. But I never actually got to that part. The first part <laughs> of the job was, it was very, it was such a simple job. It was like, you need to sit at this reception desk. I was like, right? And he was like, there's one don't let him leave <laughs> yeah whatever you do don't let him leave this was my, my boss at the time so yeah. don't let him I'm clocking off now good night I was like alright fine this is easy yeah it's a 12 hour shift I was like I ain't obviously do checks and stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. then this chap walks up to me he's obviously Chinese and stuff yeah. but he had the best Leeds accent ever <laughs> and he sounded like a coach he was like oh are you alright are you doing you okay I was like yeah good so I'm just going to nip out and I was like oh, I'm not allowed to let anyone yeah. out and my boss at the time, he mentioned his name, he yeah. mentioned someone else. He says, oh, no, them, yeah. you're a new guy, yeah. Yeah, I just need to nip out. It's yeah. fine. It's totally cool. I'll message him. I've got his <laughs> number. And I was like, all right, okay. So when I press this button, yeah. the, the folding doors open yeah. and it take about 15 seconds to close. Right. And then as soon as I pressed it, he shouted something in Chinese. He goes, got a few colleagues coming with me. So it's, is that all right? I was like, yeah, yeah, as long as, long as you're back. He was like, no, no, text your boss, it's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. You chill. And 15 guys walked out with him. Yeah. I'm a bit like, is that right? Is it wrong? He, he must He's fine. Yeah. And then it was only an hour later, I got a call. Obviously, my boss yeah. was like, oh, is everything all right? He was like, I gave you one job. <laughs> I gave you one job. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I've just, had a, I've just had a phone call to say that they're in the streets. This is like the Chinese Olympic team. I'm like, what do you mean in the streets? She goes, just go out there and find them. Yeah. There's loads of swearing what went on, but I won't yeah, repeat yeah, that. Yeah. So I went out. I was like, where would I look? And then I asked a few people. Yeah. And they said, oh, I'll try McDonald's. Yeah, I think yeah. I've seen a few people. Because they're wearing the Chinese. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah hoodies and jumpers and I went in there and they're all sat in McDonald's eating McFlurries <laughs> getting photos of everyone <laughs> one job sat <laughs> one job so it lasted like was that, 15 was that minutes Olympics? was that Olympics was this was yeah. so we were staying it was so we trained at the Olympics like three times a week but yeah. we used to stay um, at the Leeds University and right. do training there so it's three days uh, right. three days at the Olympics I never actually made it to the Olympics <laughs> really gutted about and I, I went job. in and they all just like looked at me like because hey! I knew I was on I knew I was on you guys so I had to march him back plays in there, aren't they? Yeah. Plays you. didn't you also go to sleep on the job in, when you were on security <laughs> job oh yeah this is so that was, 
that's what, obviously that job I've stopped yeah, they yeah. got rid of me and the uh, thing the is the second is. day I still had to do it and yeah. they were doing like a huge group photo right because oh, the security being great kind of thing and it was yeah. going to go in the papers I actually got taken out of that shot because <laughs> I was, I was going to stand in there as well get a picture in the evening news but uh, yeah. I remember the, my boss at the time was just like oh my over days. there so obviously I still was with the firm but I got another job and it was looking after a building Massive office building, yeah. 24 hour one. And uh, I was with a bit of a dodgy guy. Mm. And he was like, I watched Netflix for a bit. I was like, right. He goes, there's a sofa upstairs. You go to sleep for three hours. <laughs> I was twist and turn. Yeah. I went, all right, fine. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. I go to sleep upstairs. Little do I know, they've got like a work phone. And, right. people, and obviously people do come and check in. Yeah, security yeah, yeah. firm. He went out to get some food from a takeaway. So obviously right. someone's come in. The no phone's still there. at the desk. No one's there. And he's like, what? So he goes upstairs and he's, he sees me asleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm oh like, wakes me up on the job. Wakes me up going, what are you doing? I was like, he's supposed to tell me. Kind of dubbed him in as well. That is mega. This oh. is Cammy's uh, yeah. job history. His CV doesn't look very good, does no, it? It lasted 10 days. <laughs> 10 days? I think that's in one day. It's better than one, isn't it? Oh, man. That's mega. Where are we up to then, anyway? What happened? Why did I divert that to you? I don't know. I like to hear that, so that's great. Yeah, it's a good I story. have got a photo, though, of me walking the Chinese Olympic team back have you? to the unit. Mate, there's, there it is, isn't Somewhere. it? Somewhere. I just thought, you know what, just for a bit of history. <laughs> yeah. You must have some funny stories. Not one. But it's not that's not like I'm trying to think. Like we obviously the banter side of it, obviously we had a lot of comedians in our team, like Benny yeah. Harrison. Yeah. Um Benny Harrison was crazy, mate, honestly. He was funny. A really, really good lad. But we used to come out of training and your wheels would be gone. <laughs> literally. <laughs> you'd have you'd literally have about two you had no wheels left on your car. I know mate, it was ridiculous. People are posting notes everywhere. Jazz Summit, Jared Summit, you know, players like that I've played with are just absolutely mental. But the coach had gone mental. He would actually go crazy. Must I remember the, the first. Have you not done the coach's car? I remember what the what? That manager's car. Like that. Yeah, we've done loads. We used to draw like, I can't do, we used to draw like all over the car and stuff like that, <laughs> all over the boards. And you know, like, it, it is, it's stupid, but it's like, but he, I remember we did it once and we did it. <laughs> We did it on the turn side of the of the whiteboard. Hey, he, he just hit the roof. Tony Smith, he just went right. Yeah. You need to pack this in. That was getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's got a point. <laughs> but I remember, mate, it was um, Paul Cullen. Paul Cullen was like one of my favourite coaches for the reason he just he was just he he just took no. We used to do video quite a lot. Used yeah. to be, uh, and obviously, you know, people on high protein diets and and and, and um, you know, these, 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 they didn't smell that good. It really, really didn't. And it got to the point where I think, oh, what did he call saying? Now he said, "Boys, it's not a f-ing farmyard in here." <laughs> There's little bits like that. Yeah, and it was just yeah. like, oh my days. And I was only a kid then as well. Like, and he got, oh mate, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I always listened to like a lot of the. Um, I think who was it? Damien Duff, the footballer. Yeah. He came out with a load of stuff, and I read it. I just find it ace about yeah. what it used to be like. Oh, that. I mean, you'll have, you'll have experienced some of some of that in terms of mm. training as a youngster mm. and like did you have to clean people's boots and all that to sort be of fair stuff, I not? think we my my era we didn't have to do that to be honest right. we didn't have to ours was alright obviously we were a lot younger so you know I didn't speak to anyone until I was probably about well there was a couple of people yeah you know some, some of the lads and that were there with you know the high profile players and yeah. stuff so I was like 17, 18 a bit younger than that obviously when we when I first started playing first team and it was just like yeah. well out your depth yeah, yeah. well out your depth so you just didn't speak to anyone literally would do what they said 
you know, you know, like some yeah. Lee Brears, Benny yeah, Westwood, yeah. Yeah, people, yeah. legends that I've had to grow up with and that, and then, yeah. you know, you get gradually, you, you get more established in first team and that, and then you become part of the team yeah. a little bit more, uh, which is what you wanted, which yeah. is always what I wanted as a kid, it was just like, I need to be part of this group, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll, like, yeah, I was always a part of the team, yeah, but you know I'll what I mean? That, it was yeah, just like, yeah, 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 but it was, uh, yeah, we've had some mad time, even like, obviously, at the end of the year, Mad Mondays and that, yeah, yeah. had fancy dresses, you know, we used to go, honestly, the girlfriends used to hate us, mate. They, I think they had like, they had their own WhatsApp group saying, is yours home yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it'd be like, three days later. No, it's not three days later. Mine's just turned up, this, that, and the other. It's like, oh, mate. So, yeah, girlfriends used to hate us. I can imagine. But it was only like one time a year, you know, we used to go away to like, we've been like Tenerife, Magaluf, Dublin. was my last Mad Monday, which was amazing. But yeah, they was they yeah. hated us. I used to lose phones, keys, everything, yeah. like, absolutely everything. But it was all worth it. But it's all part of that, isn't it? You need that Definitely. team, that team building type thing, isn't Massive, it? Yeah. yeah. Right, we're going to move on to the quick fire questions Ooh, now. Coming towards man. the end of the podcast, yeah. we're firing the quick fires. It's nothing untoward. Just, just think, try, try and answer them as quickly as you can. That's right. the only rule. This could, yeah, go ahead. You, you right. go first. You, you, I'm letting you go first on all of them. All right. Yeah, yeah. So what you put in a toaster? Bread. Oh. I'm not going to ask this next one now. No, because no, I've changed my mind. <laughs> They're too good. They're too good for me. Uh, what's your favourite track of all time? I actually don't know. That's an hard question, that one. I don't know. Say so you're in a bar or nightclub and it comes on and you just want to throw your hands in the air and sing it. I don't know. I love Chris Brown, mate. Yes. I, I really love Chris Brown. Anything by Chris Brown is massive. <laughs> so if you had one superpower, would it be? Invisible, yes. That's the that's that, that, second time someone Invisible, said that. Invisible, yeah. I'm a bit creepy sometimes. That's a good... <laughs> I don't want to know the reasons why you want to be like this one. It'd be made my job easier sometimes yeah. in surveillance officers. Yeah, well, that. yeah, it's in surveillance, yeah. I could just literally yeah. stand next to him, yeah, wouldn't yeah. I? So, yeah. yeah, it was all for job, not creepy. Yeah, 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 Take yeah, that back. Cut Take that, that back. cut that bit. <laughs> Hello, cut that bit. <laughs> What's your favourite cheese? Um, cheddar. Nice and simple, mate. Yeah, Mature, obviously. Like a safe. Yeah, it's yeah. a safe yeah. one, that, isn't it? Everyone loves a bit of cheddar. Favourite movie of all time Man on Fire no is, it, is this no Holly J Holly J said the exact same yeah. she's given the same answer really? she, pretty much yeah, yeah. oh no. Medicine Society I do like that that's one of my yeah. favourites as well yeah, yeah. nice like some it. good choices yeah. right Matty thanks for joining us no mate. worries mate we'll leave it there yeah. end of the pod thank you to all our listeners for tuning in as always please keep sharing Cammy will let you know yeah so if you're watching thanks. this on YouTube please do subscribe drop us a comment below and uh, if you've listened to it on iTunes podcast, please do subscribe, drop us a comment, and on Spotify as well. That's it, off the record. Thank you, Matty, again for joining us. Good oh, to see you, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, Cammy. That's it from us for now. See ya. See in a bit. 6.15 off the record. <laughs>